What's up? I am so excited that you agreed to come on my podcast. Of course. Thank you for asking me. Of course. It's such a, like, a work in progress right now, and I really appreciate you coming on. My pleasure. So I want to learn more about you, like where you're from, how you got started as a super successful artist and all that. Well, I was riddled with anxiety. I didn't know what I was going to do. I knew that I didn't want to have some corporate job and sit in a cubicle. I knew that I did not want to. Am I allowed to use profanity? Of course. I did not want to go out there and have to suck dick for a lifestyle. I mean, you're preaching to the choir. Exactly. So, um, you know what? One day I picked up a canvas and a paintbrush and I just found something that I loved so, so much. And then being a full-blooded American woman, one day I looked at it and I said, I could sell these things. Other, other artists have great success. Why don't I, why don't I go for it? And, um, you know, I dove into the art world and immediately felt like giving up 50% and working with galleries was just bullshit. So I started the long, exciting, difficult journey of being an entrepreneur, if you will. Oh, I love that word. Yeah. Did you just say, I'm going to pick this up and, and see if I can do this? No, I mean, look, I, I had a, a great liberal arts ed- education and uh, my family had always, uh, we, we always went to museums and I was exposed to lots of culture. But honestly, I was such a wild child. My mom had me in like tap dancing and theater. <laughs> I don't think she ever thought that I could sit still enough to, uh, to be an artist. So you know what? Strangely enough and perfectly enough, I found art on my own which is really a good way of doing that. So I love that. And then was it hard for you to sell your first piece or what kind of made you realize that if I make all these pieces, I can sell them and, and make a living? Goddamn right it's hard. Either because I'm emotionally connected to it or because it's hard to find somebody to buy a painting and for me to create value and why my depiction of the human experience is worth money? Both, I suppose. But you find, like, okay. to market your piece That is part of the journey of being an entrepreneur. You have to find out who your audience is. You have to find out your voice. You have to find out how to describe what you're making. You have to find out who your your like-minded people are, you know. Being able to sell um, a depiction of the human experience is a very personal, intimate thing. I mean, there's this, this is why I don't say bad shit about any type of art. Just because I don't relate to it or would live with it doesn't mean that it's not good art. You know, it just means that I have a different life experience. You know, my collectors are, you know, wild, gregarious. They have big dinner parties. They love color. You know, my my art is not for the grage, if you know what I mean. Yes, yes, that journey of finding your voice and finding out who your audience is is such an important one. As an entrepreneur, because once you find that out, once you figure out how to make money and sell what you're making, there's an infinite amount of money to be made, you know? So, yes. Now, as far as being emotional and emotionally attached to my work, um, yeah, I mean, some pieces are harder to sell than others. I ain't gonna lie to you. What was the first piece that you you created? Do you remember? Oh, God. Hell, yes, I remember. They were acid bears. (laughs) Grateful Dead acid bears. (laughs) Oh, cool. Yeah, I was going through a phase, so, you know, but, but I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm grateful for the phase, but, uh, 
Yes, they were little Grateful Dead acid bears with their collars. And um, I had also bought a drum set when I bought my first art kit. So I was playing the Congos and painting and, you know, wild, <laughs> wild as a March hare. Did at one point you just realize you could be super successful and sell these pieces? I never realized I could be super successful. I realized that I could write my own story. I realized that in America, if you use the opportunity that you have and you focus on the right thing, like producing your art, finding out who your audience is, staying optimistic, giving yourself that pep talk so that you can handle all the negativity and bullshit, you can realize that you can hopefully achieve your goals but I I wasn't like oh I I'm super I can be super successful I I I still don't feel that way I feel comfortable in that you know I can pay my bills right now in this really crazy time that we're going through my team is taken care of we're working beautifully remotely um you know that to me is success and everyone measures success differently and I love how you not only focus on yourself but everyone around you so your studio is in New Orleans, correct? Mm-hmm. Did you, have you always lived in New Orleans, or where are you from originally? I'm originally from Montgomery, Alabama, and I went to boarding school briefly in uh, just north of Atlanta, Georgia. Then I, um, I went to uh, University of Montana, and I was there uh, for many years, and then I lived on the East Coast for a little while, and I, re- I started painting when I, when I was in college. Oh, cool. And I found myself, like, not going out to bars and stuff. I would sit in my dorm room and paint and just stack up paintings all around everything. It, it, it brought me a peace and a joy that really is undescribable in, in words. It's very meditational and relaxing. And when I started lining up the paintings all around me, I knew um, I just felt like I'd created this fortress that protected me from the outside world. When I started marketing myself and finding out who my people were, I realized other people wanted to live on the same side of the wall as I was on, you know, that they, they, they love this color and outrageousness right. and humor. And, um, you know, I've, I've been very fortunate in being able to follow my, my instincts that have guided me to where I am right now and to have some incredible mentors in my right. life as well. So another thing I really like about you is that you're so unapologetically yourself. I don't, I don't know any other way to be other than to just fucking be myself, you know? Oh, I know, but so many people struggle with that, and I am guilty of being one of those people. Oh, fuck that. You know, I, 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 had, um, I have people that, you know, send me nasty messages and shit all the time, you know? I actually sent out an email um, yesterday. I, I made all these butterflies. Um, because I, I like to do these smalls releases because I create something small that is in a much better price point so that, you know, beginning collectors can have a little piece of me and, and um, you know, to, to have the opportunity to buy original artwork. I don't make prints or G-plays or anything like that. And some bitch wrote me and called me basic and that uh, I painted for the masses and that my shit was overpriced. And I just responded to her and said, oh, that's so sweet. Have a great night. You know, you you can't worry about that. Listen, you know, you can only be yourself. And this is why the inner monologue of, you know, I talked about this not too long ago with the Jealous Curator. I wake up, I brush my teeth, I go, yeah, girl, you brushed your teeth. You did so good. Oh, yeah. Put on my shoes. I did that. I did that. Oh, yeah. 
And, like, if you can congratulate yourself for these little things, like, I put my coffee cup in the dishwasher, you know? It's like you've already pumped yourself up with these little things that are optimistic. You can handle taking a smack from the world. You 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 can handle the dry ass fuck that the world is most definitely going to fucking give you when you're brave enough to put yourself out there. You want to know why? Because you know who the fuck you are. You know who you are. You know what your mission is. And it still hurts. I ain't going to lie. You know, getting that email from that bitch last night was like, damn. You know, here I am. I've released all this. My team and I, we've donated almost $50,000 to charities in two fucking weeks. And I've got some bitch calling me basic. Really, bitch? What have you done in the last two weeks to give back to your fucking community? You say that these butterflies are so easy to make. Well, then fucking make them, bitch. Sell them and give back to your fucking community. You know? I mean, it honestly just seems like she's upset with herself and she has nothing better to do. Exactly. It's not my problem. And see, you're telling me that and it doesn't affect you, but I would tell you the same thing. That if you made a post and you're being your authentic self and somebody cut you down for it, I would say, that mean thing that they said is about them, not you, Lexi. Exactly. Well... I'm working on it, and this is helping me. So thank you for my therapy session. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so going back to waking up and brushing your teeth, what does a normal day-to-day for Ashley Longshore look like? It is absolute and total maddening chaos, which I absolutely thrive on, more so before um, our quarantine. But even in quarantine, you know, all of my um, – my team is working remotely from home. They're bedazzling. I've got graphic designers working on things. I've got my sales team working, the photographer. We're putting things back in the studio one by one. And then I have this incredible photographer on my team, James Lutton, who comes and photographs. And then we upload that onto the website. I have images for social media. So, um, you know, we're working really well. A normal day, I'm painting I'm, uh, for 30 minutes. And I've got a phone call. And then I paint again for 15 minutes. And then I've got to go meet a client across the street and then I have to meet with my CFO and then I've got to uh, talk to my graphic designers or, you know, um, uh, Emma Arnold is my special projects coordinator. She's absolutely amazing. So all these opportunities and, you know, um, events that we do in New York City and shows in San Francisco and uh, these um, things that we're doing over in London when the world opens back up in Austria, you know, she handles all that. So we're talking about that and extremely hyper-connective all day, every day. So it's, you know, it seems like you have a pretty well-oiled machine going on right now. Here's the thing, you know, our society is like, oh, you've got ADD, you need to take a pill. Or, and, and I, I know I'm, I'm not undermining uh, the importance of pharmaceuticals, but I, this is how my brain works. I'm, a, I'm all over the place. So I figured out how to have a company and run my life that fits very well into the way my brain naturally works. You know, may, maybe sometimes, you know, de- depending on the case, you know, being, being somebody that is easily distracted or you're all over the place, getting into a career or finding something so that you, you, you're, you, you are working now in the way that your brain works instead of trying to fight how I naturally process information, you know? Right. Is there any time that you ever feel overwhelmed with how much work you're doing or, or, you know, getting back to people or making sure you're on for a podcast at the right time and this Instagram live and this, this, this? Yes, of course. Yes. <laughs> yes. I feel like yes. even right now you're doing so much. I've seen you on lives. I've, I see you're on one later today. You're doing this now. I feel like you're really like you're kicking ass right now. This is my job. This is my life. This is my everything. 
that's amazing that you can do it all. And but I mean, don't don't get this shit twisted. I cried like a bitch last night. Two weeks ago, when this thing happened, I had so much anxiety. For the first, actually, for the second time in my life, I wasn't able to eat dinner. <laughs> I feel that. I, I feel like I'm in a riptide of emotional madness right now. Um, I, it just so happens that my nature is to be optimistic, and I am a workhorse. I love working. Um, so, you know, for me, this is exciting and soothing. I love, I love being busy. It's, and also shit, I'm going to be dead one day. Now, now is the time you want to do a podcast. Fuck yeah, let's do it. Client wants to pay me. Hell yes. Let's get it done. You know, they want me in New York. Fucking book the tickets. Let's rock. Yes. New York city. I saw you at Moulin Rouge and I ran up and said, hi. And I told you about how I worked at that vagina spa. Oh my God, bitch. You were supposed to help me get a pussy steam. Well, I stopped working there, so you're fucked. But you could probably still go. Obviously, I saw you at Moulin Rouge on Broadway, but are you a big arts person outside of, you know, the artwork that you do? Do you love music? Do you love things like that? I fucking live for it. Live music, theater. Um, And the thing about it is, I'm in New York so much. I'm in conference rooms. I'm showing my ID, getting into these buildings. You know, it's one fucking meeting after another. I have to take time to do things that are cultural that have made that city the city that it is. I mean, it is about the arts. Every major city that is amazing is founded on the fucking arts. Why is New Orleans great? Yeah, we've got food. Yeah, we got all that. Jazz. Jazz was here. Why is Chicago amazing? The blues. The blues were there. New York City. Theater. You know, unbelievable. The fucking drag queens. You know, the, uh, right. anything is fucking possible. Los Angeles. Why is it great? Because, God damn it, the dream is there. That you could make it as big as you ever thought you ever fucking could. You know, Hollywood, baby. That's that's what this is about, you know? The arts are extremely important. Yes, I live and die for them. What's your favorite Broadway show? I mean, right now, I really love Mulan. I've seen it three times, and I want to go back and see more. What are some of your other Broadway favorites? Um, obviously, you know, Hamilton. Who in the hell doesn't love Hamilton? But I grew up, like, going to Phantom of the Opera and Cats and... Um, you know, my family, we, we would take family trips to New York and, you know, um, the one thing my mother did do is make sure that, that we were exposed to, um, amazing things culturally. So I could thank her for that. That's awesome. Do you think that your artwork will ever change in some kind of way? Already changing. I mean, I just did a whole series of portraits about all the things I think society thinks I should be. And I post, you know, I painted portraits of myself. You know, with my titties and my gut out, you know. I literally <laughs> sent you a nude photo when you asked for people to submit to the, um, what the fuck is it called? Yeah, project. And I was like, I'm just yes. going to send her this nude and see what happens. And then you come out with this other one. I was like, I don't even feel bad about sending my nude anymore. No, why should you feel bad? I mean, is my art going to change? I God, I hope so. I'm <laughs> as a woman every day. I need to be more vulnerable. I'm trying to do that, you know. I'm. It's it's a hard thing to be vulnerable, and this is this is my journey of my art. Um, yes, of course. You know, five years ago, I would not have posted me naked with my titties touching my gut on social media, and now I'm like, Dad, just so you know, tomorrow <laughs> I'm gonna post this. He's like, Why are you? Why? And I'm like, Daddy, I have to. And he's like, All right then. And then he was like, you know what, girl, this is really great. So, um, and yeah, those were, 
the connectivity of that collection when I posted it was really awesome. So. I mean, at least you call him and let him know that it's happening so he's not shocked by it. Well, of course, I had to let him know. <laughs> he's Southern, too, you know, like, he, you know, I just told my dad getting on social media and being like, oh, my God. So, you know. Do you curate all of your social media? Because I know there's always a rant. So I always tell my friends who follow a million meme accounts that I cannot follow a million meme accounts. But I follow yours because it's a mix of art and, like, hilarious videos. I, I do all of that on Ashley Longshore Art. Um, someone from my team runs Ashley Longshore World, which is the PG account. And they post, you know, pictures of art. But I, I, Ashley Longshore Art is my baby. That's my voice. That's my journal. That's where my mind is at. That's... I really, really enjoy it. I love the connectivity of it. I love, I love it. I love zinging through my own archive and looking at the things that I've done. And, um, you know, it is 99% a place of positivity and, um, yeah, yeah, I love it. So when you're scrolling through Instagram and you see a funny video, you just post it. You don't curate anything? No. So there's no content calendar. Oh, well, I, I don't know how to operate. Everything else in my life is so scheduled. For the God's sake, at least my social media could be free form. You know, it's all about how I'm feeling at the moment. It's very, very much in the moment, you know? Let's talk about how you did the windows at Bergdorf Goodman in 2017. No, 2018, right? Uh-huh. Was that the biggest show you've ever done? Are you kidding me? Being the first female artist to have a solo exhibition and have every fucking window down Fifth Avenue... Was that the bit? The, yeah. I thought it probably was, but I wasn't really sure. And I wasn't sure levels of, of artists and what they've done and what's big and what's small and all those kind of yes, things. Yes, but you have to know, you know, because I gave the finger to the traditional art world and decided not to work with galleries, um, it's, you know, I, I had to find my own way. And I mean, I think that that's really important for people to understand. You, need, you can make your own path. You don't have to follow the traditional path of anything. And so fortunately for me, the opportunity to be in the fashion world and to be, you know, that, that night when Linda Fargo walked up in the room and it was shoulder to shoulder and they had to shut down the elevators and the writer from the New York Times looked up and said, I've never seen anything like this at Bergdorf Goodman. And Linda Fargo looked at me and said, We've got a lot of things to do together, my girl. And um, Oh, my God, goosebumps. Yeah. And then about three months after that show, she called me up randomly one day and said they wanted to have uh, the cafe. So we have the cafe. Um, I think it's going to be up through May. And then they're actually switching it over. But initially, um, you know, we were only – I was going to be the artist in there for – uh, for a year and it's been there for two years oh so God. it's it's uh it's been pretty amazing that's amazing I feel like fashion's also a big part of your life you're super stylish and always stand out in the crowd do you pick your outfits or does someone else hell yes I pick them um well look I mean fashion is self-expression at its finest so I I'm a huge fan of any institution uh, that is allowing people to be exactly who the hell they want to be. And that, that's what fashion is. I mean, whether I go to Walmart and put together an outfit that costs $20 and then do my hair and makeup and put on, you know, shoes, I'm representing to the world how I feel. It's the same way a peacock has peacock feathers and a red cardinal has a red cardinal. You know, it's, it's how, it's how right. we um, put ourselves out into society before we even open up our mouth. 
I, I, I love fun, outrageous pieces. I love accessories. I love, um, strands of pearls mixed with like black leather leggings and black boots and then a big crazy beaded ashish jacket, you know? Um, that's just me. That's just me. And that big, what's the thing you've been wearing around your head on your stories the last couple weeks? Oh, that is by, um, actually a milliner here in New Orleans. His name is Parrish. Um, and he made that and yeah, that's my thinking hat. I love that. Every time I see it, I'm like, oh, this is going to be good. <laughs> I kind of want to talk about heiress billionaire, billionaires. <laughs> oh yeah. I miss her so much. She is hysterical, and the way that you portray her on your Instagram story is so fucking funny, I die. She is such a special, incredible uh, ray of light to everybody that knows her. I mean, she she is, she's the team favorite, she's a team player, she's such a hard worker, she's brilliant, she's kind, she's hilarious, she's fun. She's beautiful, uh, you know, and then, you know, she's from Puerto Rico. So her, her Puerto Rican roots, you know, she just, she's a wild little Latina. I mean, she just, she's just marvelous in every single way. Do you got, is she your assistant or what is her part? At she, is, she is my executive assistant. She is. She is hysterical. Every time she's on, I'm like, this is going to be a great story because it's never just one post. It's like, I'm going to give her a hundred dollars to chug this or yeah. to do this. Yeah, Venmo, Venmo challenges. How did you, yes, Venmo challenges. How did you guys meet? Um, one of her good friends was working with me, and uh, I needed extra help because we were doing a, a, um, uh, a release. Um, and I said, call your friends, Patrick. I mean, call your friends, um, Sophia. And so... I, I get there, and, and Sophia had, like, five or six of her friends, and Patri walks up to me, and I'm like, all right, guys, what are we doing here? We're going to box these things up. And she's like, first of all, I just have to tell you, your art makes me feel some type of way. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God. Just her energy and her eyes, and she's radiant. She's a radiant human being. And um, she actually uh, graduated magnum cum laude from her class at Loyola. And oh, wow. working with autistic children. And um, that's very challenging, uh, to say the very least. But w when she graduated, she had been working with me for about a year. And I said, listen, you've got to go use your degree. She went and did that um, for probably about a year. And then called me up one day, just completely emotionally deplete, and said, I'm going to have to go back to Puerto Rico. I'm, I'm really, um, you know, I this isn't what I thought it was going to be. And I said girl, give them your two weeks and just come on back here. You always have a place with me. So, um, she came back. I love your relationship. Well, you know what? I love my team. There's, there's such amazing human beings. I'm like, even Emma Arnold, who is my special projects, um, coordinator. She is, she's unbelievable. She graduated, uh, probably like maybe two years ago. And she's originally from Los Angeles and wanted to, you know, be an agent and work for agents. And she went back to California and she'd worked for me for probably three years throughout college. Hardest worker, best attitude, go-getter, team player. And I told her when she left, I said, listen, I'm so proud of you. Go do it. Let me see how I can help you. So I called my agents at CAA, tried to help her get meetings. She went out there. 
Mm, I would say about seven months later, she called me and she said, you know, Ashley, I wanted to work with artists and I think you're the artist that I want to work for. I said, pack your shit and bring the fuck back. And now, I mean, you know, she, Emma and Patri, you know, we, we travel together. She helps me with all of those big projects and Patri keeps all my shit together. And, you know, we're a really, really good team. So I, before starting this podcast, I was working basically as an executive assistant and before that for a few other um, entrepreneurs. And it really is interesting when you kind of find your person, because I was with my person for seven years and you sit down and when you first meet them and you have this interview, you kind of just like, whether you have an interview or you meet them organically, you have this like connection and you know that it's going to work, but it might not yeah. be the time that you still want to go try other things. But then, I mean, I went back, I worked for her and then I was like, I'm going to go try this. And then I went back because I knew that like, that's where I was supposed to be. I, you know, I, I like to have the door open for all of my employees. Um, you know, they're, you know, I, I don't know if it's just because I'm a relationship, but you know, the element of loyalty and hard work that we have within this team is, you know, I, I, I want everybody, this is, it's also like, this is my dream, you know? So not everybody that's working with me is going to want to be here forever, obviously, because, right. you know, this is my dream, but um, you know, there's lots of different ways to work within this company. And, um, you know, I, I just, I just feel really lucky with the people that I have around me, especially right now, you know, something like a, like this, this, um, all the stress that we're under and being quarantined, you really find out who your leaders right. are. Exactly. I think it's amazing that you've created this, this company and this team who all work so well together. How long has Ashley Longshore Art been open? Um, well, I mean, I've only had this many people for probably two, two years, really about, I guess about eight years ago, I, um, hired some money to help me just like do day-to-day stuff and also some sales. And then I realized I, I started bedazzling and I'm like, okay, I could, I could hire somebody to help me bedazzle. I can tell them what to do. And, and then I'm like, oh wow, what if we had a graphic designer? And then I hired a graphic designer that could help us do mock-ups for clients and, when I have ideas for social media, they can help me do that. And it's just really grown from there to having the photographer and manufacturing, product development, special projects coordinator, the whole sales team, uh, bedazzlers. I mean, it's it's uh, it's exciting. It's also great that everyone can work from home and still get shit done and be able to continue their job. Yes, exactly. And this is a quote of yours in the New York Times saying, if you're willing to work hard enough, you can look at yourself every morning, pinch your nipples and smile and say, God damn it, I can go out and do anything right. I need to. I French kissed myself in the mirror this morning. You should try that too. <laughs> so what's next for you? You're obviously making these huge donations. In only two weeks, $50,000. You guys, $50,000. Yeah, it's pretty great. I mean, I hope we can get that number up to 100000 you know, over the next I mean, it's only, it's two weeks, and we have who God knows how much yeah. longer of this. Yeah, well, I I am committed to continuing to give back it in the community, you know, and I'm so grateful for my collectors that are, you know, uh, being so supportive of us right now financially, so that I'm able to put it back in the community. It's really full circle, you know. Um, right. As far as what's happening after this, I mean, we're going to jump right back on all the initiatives we had working before this. We got a huge show in San Francisco at St. Joseph's Art Society with Ken Falk. Um, I've got some huge events that we're going to be doing in New York City. I've got um, a very cool initiative in London that we're working on and also in Austria. So um, that's that's what we got going on. And then, you know, I'm going to continue, obviously, my painting. 
I have two television projects um, right now. Um, I was going to say, I think you did mention that when we met. Yeah, but, all, you know, obviously all the filming and everything is, you know, stopped right now. So. Um, you know, but it's also day by day right now. Well, hopefully it'll be over sooner than later. So what would you, what are some of your words of wisdom for someone who is kind of looking to find their voice like you did when you found your art? The first foundation of self-love, the first foundation of success, period, is being able to say, you got this, you got this, you brush your teeth, yay, you made up your bed, yay. It's like in the beginning of my career when I would sell a painting for $75 and I would be like, hell yes. I'm that much closer to being able to pay my rent. It is those little moments every day of, it's not about ego at all. It's just about the voice going, all the reasons why you can accomplish what you want instead of the voice saying, oh my God, you're going to fuck up. Oh my God, what are you doing? Oh oh my God, they're all going to laugh at you. Oh my God, you know, like you do have a choice in your inner monologue. And the only person you're going to spend your whole entire life with is yourself. So you might as well figure out how to be kind to yourself, period. If you can have that inner monologue, somebody can call you a bitch, a cunt, worthless, tell you they hate everything about you, tell you they hate your artwork or whatever you're creating. And, and yeah, it'll still hurt, but, uh, you know, it still hurts when you have on a bulletproof vest and somebody shoots you too, but, you know, you survive. And at the end of the day, you're never going to be able to please everyone. That's right. I have one more question for you. So when you realized that you were going to be able to monetize off of the artwork that you were making and you got that first big check, what was the one thing that you could never afford before that you always wanted, but you just couldn't make it happen financially? What was that purchase? I mean, I think, I think, uh, for sure I was going to, you know what we did? Uh, we went to, uh, 30A to this place called watercolor, me and my man, and we spent like uh, four or five days at the beach and it was just kind of like a splurge, but it was so nice. But then I took all these little canvases and I painted all these little paintings while I was on the beach. And then I took them to this lady down there who had a shop and I asked her if she wanted to buy them. I let her buy them at 50%. And so then I ended up paying for the, the, the hotel while I was there with the money that I was splurging on. I figured, well, shit. I can sit here and lay on the beach and get a tan and hang out with my man and do these little paintings and do like a twofer. And then at that point, I started going on inspiration right. trips and vacations and creating art while I'm on vacations to pay for the. I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's, um, I'm, I'm happiest when I'm making art and, and, you know, getting shit done. I like to be busy. So, but yeah, I, I, I think experiences and vacations, I love to splurge on. I love that. I mean, some people are like, I bought a Chanel bag. <laughs> well, it's not a Chanel bag. Once you get to a certain point, anybody can have a fucking Chanel right. bag, you know? Anybody can have a fucking Birkin bag. You could go buy the biggest fucking diamond in the world, you know? But I feel like uh, being able to travel and have experiences, you know, there's there's special magic that happens. And it, it, also, it also fuels my artwork in that, you know, I realize how fortunate I am to be in America and to have these opportunities. And... It's incredible to see how you can live your life however the fuck you want. And when you travel, you realize how many different worlds there are within this beautiful planet that we have. 
So um, that to me creates character and empathy and understanding. And um, I want, I want that. I want that. That's what <laughs> and I want. That's what you got. Birkin bags, Chanel bags, and all that shit are fun, but they don't really. Um, it's it's temporary. But when you have those experiences that you can hold in your heart that make you smarter and wiser uh, and more knowledgeable about humans and our history and our future, I mean, that's that, that's when you're really growing. That's what I want. Oh, I love that. Well, thank you so much for coming on, Ashley. Thank you, Lexi. This is so great. And congratulations on your podcast. And thank you so much for the opportunity. Thanks so much for listening, everyone. Make sure you subscribe so you get a notification each week when a new episode comes out. And if you have two seconds to rate and review, I would really, really fucking appreciate it. Thank you. (laughs)